Welcome to the Igniting Hope Podcast, where you will experience catalytic encouragement and practical tools to renew your mind with truth instead of lies, so you can experience transformation in your emotions, circumstances, and influence. Let's break off self-limiting beliefs together like never before. The title of today's podcast is Loving God and Loving Life. Fascinating verse here, 1 Peter 3, 10 and 11. He who would love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. Loving life is is a powerful thing. Jesus said in John 10, 10, I've come to give you life and life more abundantly. I mean, many who look at the people, look at people in the church say, well, they don't really love life. <laughs> and I've had seasons where I haven't loved life. And it, loving life is, is, is so much different than loving God. Here's an invitation in this verse. He who would love life and see good days. And it's interesting because it says love life and see good days. They could be two separate things, but I believe there's a connection. Those who love life are going to see good days because they're actually going to see the good things around them. Those who do not love life, those who have adopted a mindset that life is hard, that, that life is never going to be good. And I, I don't want to be insensitive to anybody who's going through difficult times right now. We weep with those who weep, we mourn, but there, it can't be a lifestyle, a lifestyle. And when it says, delight yourself in the Lord in Psalm 37, verse four, delight yourself in the Lord. And he will give you the desires of your heart. Again, I've said this pretty much in every podcast recently, the delighter is delighting with unfulfilled desires. The, the delighter is loving life with unfulfilled desires in their life. My definition for joy is this. Joy is the childlike wonder and excitement of working with God instead of working for God. Joy is the childlike wonder and excitement of working with God instead of working for God. Whew, I love that. Because under a religious mindset, it's impossible to love life. Because a religion only celebrates and becomes joyful with perfection, but families celebrate and become joyful with progress. So a religious mindset, you can't enjoy life because there's a subconscious belief system in the religious mindset and the religious mindset's this, where we're performing for love, we're performing for blessing. That, that mindset ha has an unconscious belief system that if we are enjoying life, there's something wrong with us. Because if we really got it, we wouldn't enjoy life. <laughs> we would suffer in life to show God how much, how sorry we are. I love it in Matthew 18, 3, it says, Jesus said, unless you're converted and become as a little child, 
you will not enter the kingdom. There's so many things of kingdom life that we cannot enter into unless we become childlike. I'm not talking about childish, but childlike. Children keep their wonder on. Children are stay excited about things. Children get excited about little things. They don't need a lot of money or, or whatever to be excited. And so this enjoying life, I want to say this to you right now. God wants you to enjoy life. God has empowered you to enjoy life. And whatever level you're enjoying life, I'm believing this podcast is going to take it higher. It's going to take it higher. And even as we purpose and to cooperate with the Lord and purpose, I'm going to enjoy my life in an increasing way, it's going to be a key for there to be breakthrough and desires fulfilled. In this verse, in 1 Peter 3.10, it says, He would love life and see good days. I mean, there's not a person alive who doesn't really want to love life and see good days, ultimately. There may be seasons where people say, nope, I don't want to because I don't think I deserve to. Or if I enjoy life, I may be betraying a, a loved one who's passed away. And, and I was just talking to somebody about that who just uh, felt like they could not enjoy life because it would be disrespectful to the one who passed away. And he knew, and I, I knew, I mean, that if that one who passed away could speak, they would say, enjoy your life. Go for it. Give it all you got. But it's fascinating in this verse in 1 Peter 3 that says, he would love life and see good days. Let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Now, the first thing it says to those who want to love life and wants to see good days, it talks about the, the words that come out of our mouth. And it says it, it gives a double whammy. Let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Now, again, there's other good things. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. Those are important. But I want to highlight what Peter said first, and he said it twice. That those who would love life and see good days, if they... If those who focus on the words that come out of their mouth, it will accelerate their loving life and seeing good days. Words are powerful. Proverbs 18.21 says, Death and life is in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Those who love what? Those who love the revelation that life is in the power of the tongue will eat the fruit of their past words. So certainly we want to refrain from evil. We want to uh, refrain from speaking deceit. By the way, speaking deceit is not just uh, lying about something. It's speaking lies about ourselves, speaking lies about our circumstances, speaking things out that are not in agreement with what God's saying, with, with his promises. So life is in the power of the tongue. James 3 says that our, our words are like a bit in a horse's mouth and a rudder on a ship. Whatever we talk a lot about, we get pulled towards. James 3, 2 says if you can bridle your tongue, you can bridle your whole body. 
If you can control your words, you can control your life. And there's something here about the words we speak that have a direct correlation on how much we're going to enjoy life and how many how much goodness we're going to see in our days i think about in luke 1 you have the story of zechariah the older high priest who has an angelic visitation and the angel says that you and your barren wife Elizabeth are going to have a miracle child and who is going to become John the Baptist. And I find it interesting that the Heavenly Father needed to pull out the heavenly remote control and push the mute button for Zechariah. Because basically, the Lord says, I can't trust Zechariah to speak around what I am doing. He, he thinks his words are not powerful. He thinks that he can just say whatever he wants to say whenever he wants to say it, and it's not going to have any impact. Now, I, I'm going to mute him. Boop! Mute. <laughs> He's muted for nine months. Hmm. Ephesians 4.29 says, Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. Let no word proceed out of your mouth that pollutes environments, that pollutes your emotions, that pollutes the emotions of others. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but only that which is for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. And grace, one of the things that grace does, it empowers us to do God's will. And so as we begin to focus on our words and we begin to focus on using our words as a rudder, as a bit, so to speak, like a horse on a horse, uh, speaking life so that we will eat the fruit of our past words. And we stop speaking word curses. We stop speaking death words. And, uh, you know, I'm not I don't want to become a word policeman. I don't, I don't want to become paranoid or fear-based. Many went through that stage in the 80s and 90s and uh, where people were so paranoid. You said something negative, they'd jump all over. Now, listen, I don't want any of that. But we can't swing to the other side and just believe our words are not powerful. Now, let me give you a, a, an indicator that you can use to determine whether you believe your words are powerful or not. Now, again, I'm not saying, what I'm going to say here is not for you to be critical of others. I'm saying, listen, we all got, got areas where we can grow in. But here's, here's one way you can know whether you believe your words are powerful or not. Can you say things like, my back is killing me? Or, that's just driving me crazy or shame on me or shame on you. If we can say words like that, then it's an indicator that we do not believe our words are powerful. And, you know, just even saying things like, um, I can't, I can't do math or I, I'm, 
I'm not good uh, at the prophetic or I or, or whatever. Even saying I can't afford that rather than saying I choose not to spend money on that. The, the, the types of words that we use reflect the beliefs that we have. And so as we begin to take inventory of our beliefs, because Matthew 12, 34 says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The mouth speaks. And so we listen to our words to indicate our beliefs. I've said in this podcast recently that I felt like the Lord said, Steve, I don't want you to say anymore. I have to do something. I have to go to the store. I have to pay the bill. I have to mow the lawn. Say, I get to. Because as you change your words and you go after the belief systems behind those words, you're going to bring breakthrough. And so this, this message on loving God and loving life, he who would love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. So many good things we can say about it, but here's the thing that I'm closing with. Let's go after what we're saying. Let's think about the words we use. Even, even speakers and preachers and teachers, the words we use are going to indicate our belief systems about the people we're talking to, their belief systems about us, belief systems about God. And as we begin to say, okay, help me upgrade my words. I mean, non-empowering leaders overuse phrases, you must, you should, you need to. And even sometimes overuse, I encourage you to. And, and it's not that we never say those words. But again, as we go after the reasons why we say the words we use, that is going to be a key. And we start speaking life more and more edifying words to ourselves and to others, then what's going to happen? It's going to cause us to love life more. It's going to cause us to see good days more. I believe you're going to get even greater revelation on this message. Wow. Wow. Loving God, loving life. Why don't you just say out loud, I love life. Just say it again with me. I love life. Let's say it again together. I love life. Whew, yes. Hey, all right, we're doing a Igniting Marriages Retreat here in Reading, November 17th and 18th. Go to ignitinghope.com. No, go to ignitinghopeacademy.com for more information about that. And we're just starting if you get in our newsletter, you're aware of this. If you haven't signed up for our newsletter, you can go to ignitinghope.com and do so. So you can hear, get my weekly uh, blog. Uh, we also share other things we're doing. And we shared uh, this last week, for those of you who are listening to the podcast right after its release, we just shared last week we're doing a 30-day declaration experiment. And I love to experiment. There's no progress unless somebody's trying something new. And so we're giving people the challenge, do at least 100 declarations for a month and see what happens. We've got some of our greatest testimonies of our whole ministry have come out of people 
who have done that. And we've got declaration lists on our website. The book Declare It has 96 life different areas and has biblically based beliefs, 15 biblically based beliefs to declare for each of those. Everything from family to ministry to to peace to sleep to uh, all kinds of things, <laughs> ministry, miracles. So that that's in there. Uh, you can email us at info at igniting dope, <laughs> igniting dope, <laughs> igniting hope dot com, and ask for information on the declaration challenge. Wow, wow, wow! Hey, I'm going to be traveling coming up, be in Germany. Those of you listening to this podcast right away, you're you're gonna and you're in Germany. Go to our website, ignitinghope.com. Saying that a lot. And go to our itinerary travel and see where I'm going to be. My wife, Wendy, and I are going to be in Richland, Washington in October. I'm going to be in the Brisbane, Australia area in November. If you're able to, if you're in Australia, New Zealand, Asia, uh, that's going to be a great, great opportunity. All day Saturday event. You can find the date on our website, Igniting Hope. And going to be in Phoenix, Arizona in December. And I'm going to be also in the San Francisco Bay Area on December 9th and 10th. So good. Hey, if you like these podcasts, why don't you tell somebody else about it? If you ever have a testimony of what's happening through these podcasts, why don't you email us at info at ignitinghope.com. And I just want to remind you, we are here to ignite your hope. I believe after love, hope is the most powerful leadership, influential quality that there is. Hope is the confident, joyful expectancy that good is coming. The psalmist said in Psalm 27, I would have lost heart unless I believed I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Renewing our mind with truth always leads to greater hope. Renewing our mind with lies always leads to lesser hope. Our hope level is the indicator of whether we're believing lies or truth. That can just be our overall life or it can be an individual area of our life. And remember too, the joy of the Lord is your strength. A merry heart is good like medicine. <laughs> a merry heart is good like medicine. I remember I was reading a, a study that said little children laugh on average of 400 times a day and adults only laugh 15 times a day. Listen, laughter is an important habit to develop. Some people have, have a mindset that that. Their laughter level is based on their personality. <laughs> now, listen, a merry heart is a, like medicine, a cheerful heart. God's wired us with a sense of humor. And certainly there's seasons where we weep with those who weep, but, but laughter helps us stay healthy. And I want to laugh 400 times a day minimum. And some of us feel like it's fake, inauthentic to laugh. No, you're just, your, your laughers just rusty. <laughs> Let me tell you a joke. If you don't think this is funny, 
give me a courtesy laugh. A woman uh, comes into church and says to the usher, I want to sit on the front row. The usher says, ma'am, you don't want to sit on the front row. Our pastor's boring. You don't want to go to sleep there. Why don't you um, go and sit back here? And then the woman said uh, to the usher, do you know who I am? And he said, no. And she said, I'm the pastor's mother. (laughs) And then the usher said to the mother, do you know who I am? And she said, no. And he said, thank God. (laughs) Oh, boy. So good to laugh. The family that laughs together stays together. The leadership team that laughs together stays together. The business leaders that laugh together stay together. The friends that laugh together stay together. Because to laugh, you have to let go of something. I admire people who've got a good sense of humor. I have a very difficult time trusting any Christian leader who doesn't value laughter. Love it. I just released that over you. Hey, why don't we do this? Five seconds of prayer. Not doing this every week now, but I do want to do it from time to time as a reminder. And this may be new for those of you who are just started listening to our podcast. Attaching faith to five seconds of prayer is more powerful than praying 30 minutes, but not attaching faith. And so we have been using this to have you pray for Igniting Hope Ministries. And we so appreciate it. You know, we sow into you uh, through these words of encouragement and reminders and at times new revelations for you. And this is one way to give back and to sow back into us. Obviously, some of you give financially. We appreciate that so much. And you can go to ignitinghope.com to find out about that. But Your prayers are powerful and effective. Why don't you just say that with me? My prayers are powerful and effective. So why don't you take five seconds right now and pray for an aspect of Igniting Hope. Pray for Wendy and me, our strength and health. We've been feeling that from you. uh, We have people doing our transformational mind renewal course right now. We're right in the middle of two mentorships that Wendy and I are doing, four-month mentorships. Why don't you pray for those who are a part of these, our marriage retreat, or whatever else the Lord would put on your heart for Igniting Hope. So why don't you pray right now? Amen. Why don't you just take a second, if you're able to do it out loud where you're at, just say out loud, just say, thank you, Lord, and then just thank him for what you just prayed. Say, thank you that that's happening. Will we feel it. Thank you so, so much. Hey, just a a couple things I'm hearing in my spirit for you. Uh, There's somebody within the sound of my voice who's going to find a cheaper way to take salt out of salt water so that it can be drinkable. And it's going to solve a drought. It's going to be a big drought situation. Um, I'm also hearing that someone who's involved in medicine, that 
God has given you a grace on your life. You have an anointing like Peter had uh, in Acts 5, where Peter's shadow healed people. He didn't say anything, just his very presence brought healing. Your presence is bringing healing in healthy relationships and breaking off dysfunction uh, in, in environments. I'm hearing this, somebody who feels like they've fallen out of love with their spouse. You have not fallen out of love. And I see God giving you grace not to make hasty decisions and to back up, back up right now and, there, and, and reconnect with the Lord. And there's going to be just this grace on you with fresh love for your spouse. Somebody within the sound of my voice is getting a uh, an unexpected check of $1,000. Another's getting a $10,000 check. Uh, provision is coming to you from sources you do not expect. Someone who's uh, leading in church ministries uh, is, is entering into a Hebrews 4 rest. And they're, they're the people-pleasing thing on you is just really getting broken off. And there's a rest and there's a trust that those who you're to have favor with, you'll have favor with. Hey, God bless you. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast or watching this podcast on our Igniting Hope YouTube channel. God bless. Thank you so much for listening. You can be a part of our live stream of this Igniting Hope podcast by joining our social media channels on YouTube and Facebook and hitting notifications. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing and leaving a review. Help us get the message of hope out to more people by liking and sharing this podcast. Also, we have so many more incredible resources for you, including books, events, and courses on our website, ignitinghope.com. And why don't you say this concerning the message in today's podcast? I receive it and I'll never be the same again.